Hello and welcome to episode 174 of Fergo and the Freak. I'm that bloke from Rugby League Project, Andrew Ferguson. You can find me on Twitter at AndrewRP. Join me as always, this is the Toothsome League Freak. You can find on Twitter at League Freak. How you going there, mate? Did you say Toothsome? Toothsome. What's it's that mean? Temptingly tasty. Oh, okay. Wow. <laughs> that's... That's... It's a bit <laughs> stalkery, really. <laughs> It's put an wow. air of awkwardness in the room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like saying, like going meeting your mates at the pub and saying, oh, wow, you look cute today. And then just the rest of the day is all weird. Not that <laughs> I've right. ever done that, but that'd be weird, hey? I'm going to save cute for the next intro. Yeah, <laughs> oh, fantastic. Um, well, we've, we've had a bit of uh, bit of news. I mean, obviously you broke it earlier today uh, in a quick episode, but we'll go into a bit more. Um Sharks uh, centre Bronson Cherry has tested positive for banned substances, and yes, that's plural. Mm. He's got, he's got. Um, well, I looked at the press release as to what was in his system, and it pretty much just said all yeah. banned substances. <laughs> he's got them all there. Um, I think he may have even had a bit of um, rapid growth fertilizer in there, mate. There was just he must have gone to Bunnings as well. He ran out of everything from the chemist. That's hilarious. Jeez, man. The, the only thing fun. he didn't have was that good shit that Shane Warne's mum has. You remember them shit, that shit that made him look nice? You know? Diuretics. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> man, the thing about the list that he was taking, right, that kind of jumped out to me. Now, I'm not a doctor. We've established that. But it seemed like he was taking the old shit some of the newer shit and some of the real good new shit. Like he was on a bunch of things and I saw it actually um, described as like this, the sort of level that he's alleged to have been at is like Ben Johnson sort of stuff, you know, where he was just taking everything. It's weird. The only comment I saw was that um, none of what was found was a masking agent. Yeah. It's like, okay, he's just gone all in here. Um, now, it's worth noting this was a test done in November last year. Mm. And the weird thing is there's a lot of people t- criticising the, I suppose, the media and Asada for revealing the positive test result now, thinking that it was like some sort of opportunity to try and get extra publicity because the NRL is about to start. Um and while obviously we've been open to criticising the media whenever they've put their foot wrong, um, ain't no chance in hell I'm criticising over this one um, mm. because the problem in this one is not the media, it's the dickhead who put the banned substance in their body knowing full well that they were going to get drug tested and banned if found with drugs in their system. Um, so it's completely inexcusable. And uh, Bronson Cherry's an idiot. He's still got to have his B sample tested. If that comes back positive, which I'll look, I'll be shocked if it isn't. Have they? Has there ever been a B sample that has come back negative? I think there have been. Really? But it doesn't mean you get out of jail. It probably just means that you get a reduced suspension, but you don't get a. You may not get the massive one. It depends, too, I guess, case to case, but. I'm pretty sure there has been a few cases. Um, I think cocaine use or marijuana use mm-hmm. 
won't show up in the B sample. I could be wrong. Um, only because they, they tend to get through the system pretty quickly, I believe, don't they? Well, c- cocaine does. Uh, marijuana stays in your system for about three months from memory. Oh, there you go. Um, but that's why the allegedly people would use cocaine is that, yeah, yeah it's out of your system. I think it's out of your system within uh, 48 hours. The problem is that they can test you with a hair follicle test. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I don't know if meth is the same way. Cause I remember there was a, a documentary that Ben Cousins was a part of years ago. And they, and I remember flicking the channels and it just happened to come on at the right time. And they, he was talking to the drug testing people and he had obviously known that there was drug tests coming up because they said to him, okay, well, you know, we're going to give you a hair follicle test. And he had shaved his entire body. <laughs> and they were like, you haven't got any, like, you know, downstairs or nothing. He had shaved everything, his legs, his arms, his head, everything had yeah, been shaved. So There's always hairs inside the ass cheek. Surely I could have found one in there. Oh, I'm not going to go digging around in Bezen Cousins' ass for nothing. Man, could you imagine the colour of his piss? It'd just be fluoro green, wouldn't it? <laughs> I mean, what was the colour of the uh, that blue? Was it the blue meth that uh, Walter White had in um, Breaking Bad? <laughs> It'd just be whatever colour that was. But uh, allegedly, um, <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> the lawyers are going overtime here. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, look, this I, test. I was going to say, Ben, ben Cousins can go to. Um, could go to where they had the nuclear reactor fail in the Ukraine there. And uh, Pripyat. Yeah. He could just piss on the ground and all the Ukraine, all the uranium in the ground would just go, fuck that, we're not sticking around here. Yeah, this is fucking dangerous. <laughs> that, that shit could kill you. Yeah, exactly. Um, this test was an out-of-competition test, right? It was on November 25th last year. Uh, it was after he had had shoulder surgery. Now, keep in mind, he's 19 years old and he's had shoulder surgery. So I can see where it would help you get back quicker from having shoulder surgery. But at the same time, I mean, what the fuck? Like, well, like this, this is the thing, though. Um, I, I don't know... I'm, I'm speculating here because I haven't read too much more into the story. Yeah. But would there be any chance that maybe one of the things that was in his system could have come from the operation itself? Um, I don't know. My, my, uh, I doubt it. And I'll tell you why I doubt it. Because he is a professional athlete. And I think that if if a doctor prescribed him that, knowing he's a professional athlete, I th- I would think that um I mean there'd be medical records it'd be on his medical records and everything true that that would have to be the only way out of it and I suppose but, there's plenty of places who've had the similar operation before and never come back with this sort of thing so yeah exactly it'd be like uh you know in the MMA fighters for a while when they started pissing hot and they were saying that there was one of them said that they'd been to Australia and they'd had kangaroo meat. And that's why they tested positive. There's so many dumb fucking things. Um, there was another one that was, I'm pretty sure they said they'd have, they'd had steak 
and that's why they tested positive for all these like high end testosterone things and somebody somebody pointed out like there is no fucking way that you're giving a, like a thousands and thousands of beef cattle this fucking high end testosterone yeah, exactly <laughs> just ridiculous i think the the um the best response I ever saw to a player having a high testosterone reading was that Adam McDougall, Robbie O'Davis, and they said they had a low sperm count and they needed that to keep keep it up or something along those lines. Well, you know what? That's what we would call, and my understanding is that's what we would now call testosterone replacement therapy, right? Now, that is actually a thing. And I think what will eventually happen with males of a certain age is you'll just go into testosterone replacement therapy as your um, testosterone levels drop as you get older. Uh, what happened in MMA is that some some fighters found that there was a way around the old testing regime they used to have. So they'd go to a doctor and the doctor would say, oh, yeah, you've got low, low testosterone. We'll give you a TRT. And these not too much older fighters, I mean, there, a lot of them were in their 30s. They started getting TRT and... We're fucking monsters all of a sudden. Yeah. So so I believe that's what we would call TRT now. Um, my understanding is that Adam McDougall did actually have a case for that. I don't know some of the other players that were around at that time. So, you know. It's it's an interesting one. Um, but what we can agree on is Brunson Cherry's an idiot. Yes. This is a... I think you and me have talked about this before. At some point, if you fail at this level, it's a an IQ failure more than anything. Yeah, and your suspension, and we'll get into this in another episode, your suspension has to be more heavily weighted towards the level of stupidity that you've gone through more so than the act itself. Yeah, there's been talk that this is going to be years suspension. Yeah, I've seen uh, four it, years being printed around everywhere. Yeah, if this is like this is of that level. Um, ja- the Jared Mullen level of suspension where it's like, you idiot, you know, that sort of level of suspension, um, which is crazy. And the other crazy thing is that means he'll be 23 years old when he can play professional sport again which I can't ever think of a young athlete like that in a, in a say, a football sense or a contact sports sense that has been suspended for that long, that young, where he can come back. He'd still be, you know, 23 years old. That's crazy. Yeah, it's... Um, I suppose that begs the question too. Who would take him on when he comes back? Well, here's the thing, right? If he's if he's been on the gear already, and he's going to be, and he's obviously, I mean, very talented, extremely talented, but you got to wonder, you know, if if this has been done before. Um, as a 23 year old, and he won't be tested for the next four years, I think I would sign him up. At the Panthers. Yeah. <laughs> And and this is this is me being like, uh, putting my, I'm in the NRL. I'm completely selfish. This is complete self interest. 
I don't care about morals hat on. You know what I mean? Yeah. Would you sign him up at the West Tigers in, in f- say, four years from now? He's 23-year-old. Uh, I don't know if the Tigers have the cap space. <laughs> they uh, we'll probably still have Moses and Byron on $3 million a year by then. I don't know. Um, You'll just be having Josh Reynolds coming off the books about this. Oh, that's true. Jeez, we might have a bit of cap space available. <laughs> yeah, why not? <laughs> Probably just he... finishing up Kieran Foran's contract that they'll throw at him soon. <laughs> well, I mean, he'd be good for at least a million. I know. I'm sorry. I'm being mean now. I'm sorry. Well, you say mean. It's a high, more, a very high likely chance of being... Of it actually happening. Oh, it's it sucks. It sucks. But yeah, it's so, uh. The, well, sorry. I was gonna say there was um, you come across some very very, um, let's call them interesting comments from one of Cherry's former teammates. Yes, <laughs> uh, Cronulla Sharks great Paul Gallen is not a fan of Asada for some reason. I'm not sure why. And uh, he made some comments on 2GB's Wild World of Sports radio, which I like to call the shit hour of radio on 2GB. And that's saying something. Um, some of the comments he had here, he said, and I quote, I think it's pretty, I think it's pretty clear that I'm not a fan of Asada due to what we went through all those years ago. That's been dealt with now, but certain things I saw from Asada back then, which I've written about in my book, now after seeing this as well, you have to think whether Asada are trying to create headlines. Are they really there for the good of the game? Are they really trying to catch people doing the wrong thing, or are they there just to create headlines? I found out it was taken in November, and it was released today. You've got to ask questions as to why it was released today. End oh, quote. Poor, 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 poor. Let, let's let's take his comments seriously for a second, shall hey, we? There's more. There's more here. Do oh, no more? way. Do you want some more? Yeah, Just, okay. Dare I say, put these quotes into your veins. Um, <laughs> quote, then you start asking questions like, don't Asada have a duty of care? And doesn't the NRL have a duty of care towards the competition? I know firsthand Bronson Sherry was within a day or two of playing round two, so he could have well and truly played round two. Now, if he went out on the field and hurt someone on the field because he was enhanced, does that person then have the right to come back at Asada or the NRL and sue them? This happened in November, as we know. They released Josh Morris in March to go to the Roosters. Has this been dealt with in November? Had this been dealt with in November, which it probably should have, there's no salary cap issues, and they still got a really good centre there in Josh Morris. Now they've lost a really good centre in Josh Morris and Bronson Sherry. Um, he goes on to say a few other things. He questions the timing of it. Um. He's an idiot. Yeah, look, as I was going to say before, if we if we take him seriously on his comments there mm-hmm. about what was it, um, what you know, along the lines of 
are they there just to make headlines? Yeah, headlines thing. But let's if we think about that one, what headlines could a starter possibly come up with? I know every single one of them will be someone's tested positive to drugs because that's their job. Yeah, it's almost as though their entire reason for existing is to eradicate performance-enhancing drug use in professional sport, in yeah. amateur sport for that matter. Oh, there you go, and that's true. And so every headline that's ever going to come about involving Asada will be involving drug cheats. I yeah, think... it's funny that, hey? Yeah. Um, as far as trying to take it along the lines of poor Cronulla, okay, um, and I'm willing to toe the line on this one here and go along with the poor Cronulla thing. Yeah, poor Cronulla. Um, they've lost two good players. But you know what? One of them, Josh Morris, wanted out. Mm-hmm. They didn't get let go of him because they didn't want him. He demanded to leave. Yeah. And they let him go, which is the right thing to do. There's no point hanging on to a player who wants to go. They did the right thing there. And to have had Bronson Cherry being an at a moron and fuck his club over like this, yeah, poor Cronulla, absolutely. But I'm not going to sit there and say that Cronulla deserve anything in return for this. No. That's just unfortunate. Of all the clubs. Well... Of all the fucking clubs. I can... I can easily move on from a team doing something stupid in the Mm -hmm. past. Mm -hmm. Um... But I think whenever it comes to a performance-enhancing drug issue in the game of rugby league, if I was Paul Gallen, I'd just say, you know what, I might just call in sick this week from work and I won't say anything. Mm -hmm. If anyone asks me anything, I'll just say, I think I've got the flu. I might just come in next week and just... Keep doing that until people stop asking you the question. Um, talk about putting a target on you. I, I know. And like in the past, and I, I think we've talked about this a few times on the podcast. I can't remember how in-depth we've, we've been, but I'm willing to say that the Cronulla Sharks players were hard done by by the club, not by Asada but by the actions of the club Agreed. and people at the club. Yeah. I'm, I'm willing to look past that, right? Then there was the salary cap stuff. And you kind of go, all right, well, that's really bad. And then you find out that the coach who's been banned is and has to sit out is still dealing with things within the club. And so he then gets a life ban, which didn't last very long, but he then gets a life ban. And you can, I can still go like, okay, but then in there they win a premiership. And now I'm starting to go, well, hang on a second, especially when it was like either side of that premiership victory season, they were doing things with the cap. I don't like that. And then you get to this point and look, this seems like it's an individual thing and hopefully it is, but it's, it's a really bad look. And at the very least for a club like the Cronulla Sharks, who 
I mean, every single club is struggling for sponsorship and stuff like that. They haven't, everyone's having to renegotiate their deals and stuff. This is the very last thing that the Cronulla Sharks need. I feel sorry for the Sharks in this case, but man, it's a real bad look and it's going to tarnish the club's reputation, unfortunately. And which is the worst thing because I think once Flanagan left the club mm. and then you had Gallon retiring. Mm-hmm. You had uh, this core of young players who would come through. They're all very exciting team. Um, John Morris had done an outstanding job as coach in his first year, given the way he came into the job, very short notice. Mm-hmm. Phenomenal job. And so the Sharks, to, for me, had turned a corner. They weren't that team of the past that had all that crap surrounding them. They turned a corner. They were moving into... You know, good PR. They're moving in a different direction. It was the post Gallon Flanagan era. They were going somewhere completely new and different. It was the change they needed. Mm-hmm. This just drags them all the way back to 2014. Um, and as much as I can sit there and say, you know what, I'm I can't, I'm not going to attach this to that. Um, too many people in both the media and fans, especially fans of rival clubs. I'm just going to bring them all the way back to that again. Um, and I'm not going to say that it's unjustified, but it's going to happen. And it's just from there, it creates another public image that they struggled to get away from for years when the mm-hmm. start, cap, when start of stuff went on there in 2013, 2014. They're just going to get dragged back into that caper again. Um, so I, I feel most... Whenever this shit happens, I always feel worse for the fans first. Yeah. Because they're the ones who get fucked over big time by this shit. And the, um, thing, the thing about this one too is like, and and I, I try and line it up with how I feel as a fan with stuff. Like when um, there were there were issues at the Panthers in terms of uh, pl- uh, there was a player who was filming uh, women without their consent. And a, a lot of people will bring that up. Man, you got to just wear it because it happened and there's yeah. no getting around it. And that's the way I kind of, that's how I feel Sharks fans must feel. They must be like, as you say, they would start to work towards something positive after a lot of years of negativity around the club. And then this happens. And it, I mean, it just must be as a Sharks fan, just like, Man, I I I know what people are going to say, and I just got to sort of cop it because yeah. it is what it is, and it it's, sucks. Yeah, it's very deflating and very crushing for them. Yeah. Um. So I, I do feel for the club because they're gonna they're gonna suffer immensely through this, even though it would appear they've done absolutely nothing wrong. Yeah. Um. But yeah, they're gonna get hammered for it. So and be it. The thing is, too, uh, Rugby League Week Mole posted today on Twitter. Is he Rugby League Week Mole, or can we just call him Molly? I guess Molly. I think he's the nine mole now, isn't he, or something else? No. He could just be the mole. He's gone now. He's gone from nine now. Um, Yeah, the mole. Let's call him the mole from now on. He said that he has, there might be other players that end up. involved in this 
Uh, and that's not to say whether they're from any club or anything like that. That's just something he posted today, which I thought was interesting. Um, I, uh, what I should do is find his exact tweet, actually, because that's not fair on him, and it's not fair on anyone listening to what I'm saying, quite honestly. So let me find his his tweet. All right. Well, um, yeah, I think the other thing, too, is I was going to say is going back to Paul Gallon. Um I can see he's trying to, I suppose, view it from the Sharks Club perspective. Mm-hmm. I don't think too many fans, if they're being genuine, are going to blame the club over this. Like, people are going to poke fun at the club, obviously, because that's an easy target, but not really going to have a go at the club too much over this. This is one player going rogue, doing something stupid. Um. Okay. It was I interesting just, too to say. I was, I was just going to quick. I was just gonna Sorry, quickly go say before you get to that. Um, yeah. On the Fox Sports website, mm. they reported the story on there, and while it's not official, confirmed that Cherry has taken performance enhancing drugs. You know, he's only had his A sample test. He hasn't had his B sample done. It's when that's. We know when that one comes back positive is when they can actually say yes, he's done. He's definitely taken performance enhancing drugs. Mm-hmm. Um, Fox Sports website, they just went all in. They just called him jacked. <laughs> wow. Yeah, they went, went for it. I went, if a part of me wants the B sample to come back negative, <laughs> not because, not just be, not because I, I want Cherry to get off. Mm. You know, if he's positive, then I want him to get punished as heavily as possible. Yeah. I just want it to come, the B positive to come back negative and Cherry gets off and then find out what Fox Sports is going to do about that headline that they've got there. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I, I tell you what, this this tweet by Molly. Oh, I want to get this out of the way, so it's out of the way. He said eight hours ago, Molly hearing Sherry won't be the only player charged in coming days. That's all he said, yeah. um, which it would be kind of shocking if more involved. It would be. Um and so one thing, too, about the timing, I wouldn't be surprised if it takes quite a while for all the tests to be done, all the tests to be carried out. Yeah. And then when you consider the difficulty they would have had doing tests and doing them in a, you know, a safe and clean environment during all those bushfires and all the smoke that was going around Sydney at the time. And then you had the coronavirus, which would have meant that a lot of places were down to skeleton staff for a while and then no staff. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a pretty, you know, that's two pretty big reasons right there why it's taken a bit longer than usual for these results to come out. Yeah, and I guess the other thing is too, like, you know, the idea that Assad has sat on this through all the months and then. Like they wanted headlines, and then they they were like, "No, no, let's just wait. Let's wait till the season starts, right? And then they'll stop. And then when it's going to start up again down the track, sometimes then we'll announce it. it it's completely fanciful. Um, well, I mean, what <laughs> what what exactly does does Gowan think that Asada gets out of by releasing this news at a very specific time. Does he think they're going to get some sort of big cash grant for announcing it just as the NRL is about to start? Oh, we've got a big captive audience. If we announce it now, we might get money or something. What does he think? How does he think this is going to work? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. And, like, when is the good time to find out you might be banned for four years? 
Like yeah. when, Christmas yeah. Eve? Yeah. <laughs> I, just after the season finishes? Like, it just makes no sense. I, and, don't, know, I don't know what he is in at all entirely getting at. Um, I'll just put it down to the fact that um, Paul, like every other forward who's ever played the game and then went into commentary, has got too many knocks to the head and should not be talking in microphones. Man, uh, you know what? Part of me feels like... Part of me feels like Paul Gallen should say, look, what happened, happened. I w- and he went through it. A lot of people can talk about it. He was one of the people that went through it. But it's hard to, as an outsider, to listen to his comments and to feel sympathy because what happened, happened. And, uh, you know, at some point you just got to say, yeah, that happened. I dealt with it. Let's move on. I wouldn't be dragging it back up personally. No. no. Um, classic example of not reading the room. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> really classic example of it. Um, I just can't. I can't believe that a nineteen-year-old would do, allegedly, do all of those drugs, and you know the weird thing was, and and you wouldn't have seen this down in Melbourne, for the last number of months, Bronson Sherry has been very much in the media, um, and talking about how he was even faster than he was last year and that he'd been working with sprinting coaches and he was so much quicker than he was last year. And it was, there was this really weird thing and there was something didn't sit right with me because he was already very quick, like a very, uh, somebody that's at the high end of being fast as a runner doesn't normally come out and talk about how much quicker they are going to be this year. It was really weird. And there were lots of images of him doing the the sprint training, and I've we've talked about like how how much does sprint training really help you when you tuck a footy under your arm and put boots on afterwards? You know, I could yeah. understand if they were doing the training, like I and look, I'm not a sprint trainer either, funnily enough. But if I was going to train a footy player to run as quick as they possibly could. If they wore mouth guards, I'd want their mouth guard in while I was training them, you know. I want them to be running at their best for footy, not necessarily for track. But it was really weird to see him talking about how much quicker he was. Well, he would be fucking quicker, wouldn't he? (laughs) How How quick do you reckon you could be if you took all that shit for six months? I and just probably, did sprint training. I could probably run the 100. I reckon... <laughs> I, I'm serious now. I reckon if you give me six months and all that shit, I could break... I could I could get under 11 seconds for sure. But I, I was very quick when I was younger. But I reckon with all that shit, I could get under 11 seconds, definitely. I, I could move when I was 17 years old. Yeah. I was a pretty decent sprinter. Yep. Um, and saying that, I think my fastest time was like 12 and a half seconds or something. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I I couldn't get faster than that. And now, many, many years later, 
Um, yeah, if I took all those drugs and had six months worth of training, I reckon I could probably go close to sprinting for a full hundred meters. <laughs> it, it'd what? be slow sprint, <laughs> but you'd get there. You'd just get need, there. The, need the drugs for somebody to say, "Hang on, I think he's sprinting." <laughs> yeah. What the hell? Haven't seen that for twenty years. And then That's it gets prob- to the end of you sitting there going. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably more likely, hey? Get rid of the oxygen tent. What I should be saying is, listen, you give me all that in six months, I will look like I'm doing something faster than a jog. (laughs) (laughs) You'd be running to a portos instead of just taking the car. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, shit. Man. (laughs) Because <laughs> you'd be you'd be an Uber, but you wouldn't be taking a car. You'd just be doing piggybacks for people and just using your phone as a GPS. Man, I might compete in the Everest. There you go. For the golden cock. Oh. Um, it's a it, it's weird, isn't rugby league weird? How yeah. just when you think things are back on track, something happens. Well, it's very rugby league, isn't it? It really is. It was very very rugby league. Um, now you know the season's back on track when something like this happens. Yeah, I mean, we've had two and a half months to do a proper scandal, mm-hmm. and it's not until there's a few days before the NRI actually kicks off we actually get a proper one. Do you reckon that this, like when they're doing the, you know, the second centenary of Rugby League book, right? Do you reckon this thing here today with Bronson Sherry gets rid of, that kicks like Nathan Cleary? out for his TikTok video when they're doing the, you know, the write-up for what's happening this year? Oh, yeah, I don't know. The Nathan Cleary one is really, really funny. Mm. (laughs) I mean that in a way where it's actually something where you laugh at it because you just go, that is, that is the most pathetic dumbest thing to ever cop a fine or a suspension for ever in any professional sport easily fully clothed dancing with fully clothed women and it's not even sexual or anything like that. there's just no misdemeanors going on just all you a did was just, you just appeared close to a few people yeah no touching just close to them mm. it's the most innocent yet horribly amusing thing that's that's happened in rugby league and i don't know for that i think it's just something that will always stick with me so remember the fact nathan cleary got suspended because he danced (laughs) yeah (laughs) i'm glad you're saying this because if i say people will say oh he's just been biased you gotta you think about it the latrell mitchell and josh had a car one was only a little bit worse. I think the, the 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 thing that's dumber about that one is the fact that Adakar was unlicensed to use a gun. Yeah. That's a little bit more serious. But in saying that, they weren't exactly in Sydney. No. They're out in the scrub somewhere. So, you know, they're not going to... The chance of infecting anyone is pretty slim anyway. So, again, I, I think it's... I don't think it was that big a deal either. I agree. Again, it's just stupid, but that's it. It's just stupid. Like, like if you take Nathan, the coronavirus thing away, yeah, 
you've just got the you've still got the gun thing there, which is dumb. So that makes it worse than the Nathan Cleary one. But oh, sweet fuck all, if we're honest. Yeah, I I agree. Like looking back on it now, and th- look, thank f- th- we're in a different point now in this whole coronavirus thing, which is thankful. Um, and it, it was a different, um, I guess, environment for it all back then. But now you look back on it, and one one has been fined and suspended for dancing in a video near some people, and the others have been fined and suspended for having a barbecue. Mm. Did Latron Mitchell actually get suspended? Because I see he's been named this week. Oh, he might not have been suspended. Maybe they gave Cleary the suspension because they said he'd lied about it because yeah. they had not turned up at his house. He'd gone and picked them up. Yeah. I mean, Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Rugby leagues. This is, this is the best sport in the world, eh? This is great. It's just oh, it's just madness. Yeah. It is just madness. Um, but that aside... What else has been going on in the World of Rugby League? Uh, the other news was that today, or not so much today, over the last few days, uh, there's been talk that the NRL is looking to get fans back at the in stadiums in some capacity on July the 1st onwards. Um, they would cap crowds. I don't know what they'd cap them at, but I thought that was interesting. Um would you go to a footy game on July the 1st? No. I wouldn't either. Um, mind you, I'd have to go to a Melbourne Storm game, so that kind of <laughs> sways my decision anyway because I don't go to many of their games as it is. That's a good point. <laughs> um, yeah, I I think that... Per, I, I can understand them aiming for that. I feel like it'll maybe be a couple of weeks or three or four weeks after that that it will actually happen. I don't know that there's any difference when you cap the crowd. I don't know that, uh, I mean, outside of if you're getting, say, forty or 50,000 to a game, that's a bit different. But I think for the crowds that most rugby league games get, if you cap the crowd at, say, 5,000, you might as well just let everyone else in. You're not going to get, you know, huge amounts extra on top of that anyway. Well, I assume the plan is to have 1.5 metres between each fan. Which means you'd have a fan and then probably two seats between them. And you'd probably have to have the row behind them and in front of them empty as well. Yeah, it's got to be something like that. And look, I think when you start doing those sorts of things, it's more just window dressing because all of those people have to come through the same gates and the mm-hmm. you know they're, they're all mingling back out the back of the, the stand to get Food well, and, you know. honest, they're all standing next to one another when they're taking a piss. Yeah, exactly. And who doesn't love that, by the way? Well, I mean, that's part of the joy. I mean, that's why people love going to Leichhardt. Ever been to the toilet at Leichhardt? No, I haven't. You are missing out, man. There, <laughs> there's aromas there that haven't been smelt in the last two, three hundred years. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Because yeah, that was the last time anything in that area was washed. I remember when I went to the 2000, 
was it the 2008 World Cup? I think it was the World Cup. It might have been. I was up there for the World Cup in one of the tri-series. We lost both finals. But there was one of them, and um, after the game, I went for a leak, and the toilets were packed, packed full of Queenslanders, obviously. And I remember there was a dude that was standing real close behind me, and I turned around, like, because I was like, this dude's pretty close behind me. I turned around, and it was this fat Queensland dude, and he's so pissed out of his head. He had no idea where his, what he was doing. And he goes like, how's it going? <laughs> and I was like, not bad, mate. Because I realized there was nothing to it. He was just fucking pissed out of his head. <laughs> just reminded me of that. Well, he was at the pistol. He was just from Queensland. Yeah. Maybe he just had no... But maybe he had like... You know how some people there personal boundaries are a little bit shorter than everyone else's <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah social distancing is a very hard concept for a lot of them to understand even yeah, when yeah. It, even when there isn't a pandemic on yeah i see i'm the opposite i'm like just keep the fuck away from me you know yeah but there yeah, are I, some people that are different i like to have a pretty well-known um exclusion zone around me yeah Especially like when it comes if, to going to the toilet. So, so like, well, yeah. Well, look, I wasn't going. I wasn't going at the time. I was just lining up. Because if I was going, it would have been different. Oh, no, he, he, he probably had full intentions of standing right behind you while he did it. Yeah, maybe. It, maybe I was sexually assaulted. Was I sexually assaulted? Quite possibly. Did Did you have a bit of a blackout? Like, is it, are there gaps in your memory? Do you know what happened next? No. Yeah, mate, something bad's happened. Oh man, it's all it all becomes clear after a while, eh? Yeah. Now I feel bad. No, don't feel bad. It's not your fault. Okay. Remember, you were the victim. I should have mentioned he was jerking me off at the time too. <laughs> no. <Nah. laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> So that went to a dark spot real fast. <laughs> I'm sorry, I had to. I'm sorry. That's uh, so yeah, so so would you go to a Tigers game on July first? No, I don't think so. Yeah. Um. Especially when you know, for for me, I find it hard to justify to go to rugby league games on a regular occurrence. Mm-hmm. Because more often than not, you get to you get a better product when you watch it on TV. Mm-hmm. Other sports can be a bit different. Um, AFL, for example, while I'm not a fan of it, I've had to go and watch it a few times. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's a game where you get a better understanding of what's going on by being at the actual game as opposed to watching it on TV. Mm-hmm. Because the ball is going in all sorts of different directions and players are all over the field. You kind of need to have that whole of field view of what's going on, whereas in rugby league, everything's ten meters apart from you know eighty percent of the game. Yeah, so it's just perfect for TV, um, and because of that, it's it's hard to leave your living room to go and watch a game in rugby league. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, they call it the perfect TV sport, and I mean, I watch all sorts of sports. I, I guess the only one that's probably close is the NBA and even then there's you got you there's a I mean you're getting half of the playing surface you really need to see in an NBA game. 
Um, yeah. I know it's a lot smaller, but there are things that you do miss when they go close to the action. Whereas in rugby league, you can go close to the action. You might miss the setup and things like that, which I like to see personally. But, um, you know, for most fans, they are just seeing the action that they want to see. Yeah, exactly right. Um, um, I'll tell you another bit of news that happened uh, recently. Andrew McCulloch got an immediate release from the Broncos and has joined the Newcastle Knights. Yeah, and then I heard that he was being um, chased by the Bulldogs for next year. I heard that too. I think the Bulldogs this afternoon might have come out and rubbished those claims. Uh, was that a James Hooper story? <laughs> it might have been. But there, there was... Because uh, there's been a lot of talk, the Bulldogs, they're chasing everyone apparently, that they were after Bateman that they were after uh, Josh Reynolds, obviously, and Andrew McCulloch. Um, I was surprised that the Knights signed McCulloch because going on last year's form, he, he was pretty much done. Yeah, and I mean, they've got they've got Jaden Braley, who's, for mine, he's a lot better than Andrew McCulloch right now. And Jaden Braley's not exactly a... I wouldn't say he's one of those absolute star players, mm. but... He can do everything that McCulloch does, and he's got easily another ten years in him. Well, the, and, and he'd the, be and he'd be cheaper than McCulloch. So the, I, I just uh. think that McCulloch was so bad last year, and like he was a uh, pedestrian. Yeah, yeah, like he just looked like he the NRL was a way above his level um, now, unfortunately. And look, it happens, you know. So it happens to players, but I, I was surprised that he was a player that the Knights were looking at um, signing. And I look, if the Bulldogs are looking at him, and I don't know that they are, but if they are there, they need to look elsewhere. Yeah. Um, McCulloch would be best served to go over to the UK, I think. Yeah, he'd probably play another six or seven years over in Super League. Easy. <laughs> Six years in Super League and another four years in, in Championship. Yeah. He'll be 49, he'll get to retire. <laughs> uh, just having a, a little bit of a look on the NRL.com website. Uh, Australian Universities team has officially withdrawn from the Student Rugby League World Cup in the wake of the restrictions caused by COVID-19. Um, that was to be held next year. In July in England, so July 2021, yeah. Australia will not be taking part in the university's rugby league in the university's World Cup students rugby league World Cup. I'd be curious to see how this. Uh... Oh. Another one's waking up. <laughs> Are you all right? Yeah, yeah. Little just woke up and stumbled into the room. Um, I'm interested to see, I guess, how. The the rugby league world cup will go next year. Yeah, if coronavirus sticks around for any longer, especially yeah. in England. Yeah, well, look, that's the first uh, withdrawal I've seen from any of the world cups in rugby league. Uh, that's still a long way away. I mean, that's more than a year away. I can understand that they've got students that they've got to look at, so it's a little bit different from the professional players and the open-age players, I guess. Um, but, yeah, it's 
it's an interesting one, especially this far out. I wonder if the the Student Rugby League World Cup will actually go ahead. Um, you know, I, I hope it does. I think they could do it without Australia. But, yeah, it's it's probably the first... The, the reason that stands out is it's the first uh, representative game that we've seen that's been... Any teams have withdrawn from that far ahead of time anyway. Having said too, there's a lot of European teams in that, that Universities World Cup. I could be wrong. Yeah. Um, but that might be a big reason as to why the Australian ones have pulled out too, because I mean the coronavirus has, has ripped through Europe. Yeah. So I think they're probably just playing it safe there in that regard. Most likely, most likely. Um, and that's fair enough. As I said, they're students. You don't want to be taking any unnecessarily, uh, unnecessary um, risks, I guess. But hopefully by then... They're sitting at home watching it and thinking, man, we should have been there. Everything's fine. That's what I'm hoping for. Exactly. Um, so does that uh, wrap up all of the news? Yeah, that's pretty much it. There's no other big news stories um, as of now. So hopefully Rugby League can get through another day tomorrow and there's no breaking news. <laughs> you could start. Um, had any emails? Not when I last looked. <laughs> yeah, there's been no new comments either, so... Oh, that's um, good. <laughs> so people, um, you can follow us on Twitter at FergoFreakPod. We're also on Instagram at FergoFreakPod. Follow us on Facebook, on YouTube. Make sure you go there and subscribe and like all the videos. Um, send us an email at... Podcast at LeagueFreak.com. There you go. Make, you can send essays through there if you like. Make sure you support both of us on Patreon. There's uh, patreon.com slash leaguefreak and patreon.com slash rlproject. Um, see if you can help us out on those. That would be fantastic as well. Any last words? <laughs> uh, God bless Rugby League. Absolutely. Oh, and did you get your Peter Volandi's poster in the Western... Whether it is Western Weekend News or no, no, I haven't. I haven't. Maybe I should get one and give it away to a random follower. Yeah, as a prize. <laughs> yeah, what an amazing prize. Maybe I should just frame it and put it next to a picture of Jeebus. <laughs> I think it's a great idea. <laughs> Brilliant idea. Tweet us and tell us what you think you would do with your Peter Volandi's poster. Yeah, that'd be nice. <laughs> Alrighty, people, thanks for tuning in, and we'll catch you again next time.